I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm very excited to introduce you to Jennifer Price. She is the new president of our local guild, Boise Basin Quilters. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Just living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> and the computer just decided to take a tumble. Okay. <laughs> like they like to. Oh, I know. Well, I have it balanced on top of the president's computer, a couple of books and my computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's on top of um, board games. So there you go. You know, probably more stable than my little Hoda copy books. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I know. I like ran, worked for like four hours and then I ran back home. So it was all good. Where do you work? Um, my mom and I have a quilting business. So I, we work out of their house. I worked at my quilting corner on mm -hmm. Ustick oh, yeah. for a year and a half. Okay. And quilting other people's quilts. That's all we did. Yeah. And so a lot of those don't do this, don't learn not to do that. Mm -hmm. A lot of that. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people picking it up now to do it as a business. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it, it, it's hard to get into the shops and stuff. So probably, and especially since expressions closed, mm -hmm. it's like that was a huge hunk of business that's wow. out there. And I, I know a lot of people don't feel comfortable mailing their quilts out they would rather take them drop them off and pick them up and see who's handling them yeah yeah which is fair i mean it's it's hard to trust i you know that's your baby you're just just, just ship it off in the mail it's like ah but. it's hard to trust the post office anymore mm -hmm. so you yeah. want to make sure it gets there safe and it doesn't get dropped in a puddle of water or mm -hmm. who knows what yeah it's it's crazy, but I think, you know, I think we just have such a huge quilting community that people don't really realize how many quilters there are here. Mm -hmm. And just the sheer number of people I meet randomly, they're like, oh, I quilt. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, I, I have a long arm. I'm like, who are you? Where did you, like, I had no idea. Yep. I know there's a lot. And it's interesting that, this valley has such a big interest in quilting. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that, you know, a couple of my friends were doing it. And my mom has always sewn since I was little. And so I've always been around it, but it was never something that I was like, oh, there's all these people who do this. It's, I just didn't even know until I started. And then all these people, you know, you start seeing all yeah. these people come out of the woodwork and then we joined the guild and I was like, what? I didn't know this was a thing. Like, I thought this was like old time, like nobody did this anymore, but. Well, I used to belong to a guild when I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. And there were quite a few, this was like early nineties, like okay. 91, 92. And there were, I was really surprised that in the city, how many people were still quilting. Cause my grandmother and grandfather lived out way out in the country where my parents live out there now. And it seemed like my, well, both grandmothers, they, I think they quilted out of necessity, mm. you know, covering old blankets that were wearing out. They'd make a piece together, a top, use what they had. Yeah. And, it, and I remember like my grandmother knowing a lot of people or helping a lot of people or whatever they, you know, get stuck or whatever and they'd ask her. My great grandmother did a lot of until she died, she was, you know, pretty much stuck in a chair. She wasn't moving around much. She hand pieced. Oh, wow. So there were all these hand pieced quilt tops that went to family after she passed and after her daughter passed too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. And it's just like, they did it out of necessity or just for something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause what else do you do? <laughs> well, yeah. Especially if you're, you know, that gen what three generations ago they didn't have television in the house I mean she did the rest of her life but right learned to do things it's like my mom always taught me to keep my hands busy she mm -hmm. didn't want to see me sitting in front of the tv unless I was working on something oh well, that makes sense 
I guess that was the way he keep me out of trouble or something. Yeah. Maybe I was a fidgeter when I was little. I don't know, but <laughs> like, yeah, we always me. had, we always had puzzles, magazines, knitting, crocheting, mm-hmm. you know, hand sewing, whatever was always in the living room. It just, yeah, that was just the way it was. Yeah. I've dabbled in other stuff. Like I, when I was younger, my mom taught me how to cross stitch. And so I would do that for a while. And then I was kind of like, Ugh, this takes too long. And then, um, my grandma had taught me how to crochet when I was like 10 or 11 and I did it for a little while and then I stopped and I started again in college because um, there was a just this group that would make uh, hats and scarves for like the homeless community. It's freezing cold. So I was like, oh, I can crochet. And so I was like teaching the boys, you know, we had this big friend group. The boys were like, we want to crochet too. So I was like trying to teach them how and we were making scarves and hats for for the, you know, that group. And, and then uh-huh. I was doing that forever. And then like five years ago, I finally started quilting and now I'm like, I don't want to do anything else. I just want to quilt. Yep. <laughs> well, I used to make lots of clothes. Oh. I, you know, I made, I've been married twice. So I've made both wedding dresses. Oh, wow. I've, um, you know, made my daughter's bunch of Halloween costumes and her friends are like, oh, we want this. And okay, fine. And I I did a mermaid costume in 24 hours one time when my daughter announced she had a party and um, I was going away for the weekend. She's like, by the way, mom. <laughs> no. She was like, mermaid. She's in college. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but, you know, and I, I've got an, I have an AA degree in home ec and an AA in fashion merchandising and a bachelor's of science in home ec with an emphasis in fashion merchandising. So I was always making clothes, jeans, I have blazers, I've tailored stuff. And then you get older and it's like, I don't need clothes to go to school every day. I don't, you know, have a group of people I'm always showing off to or whatever in new outfits. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, what do I, what do I make now? What do I do? Yeah. And and then my daughter, well, she went through the, she's 30 now. And so her, when she was like junior high and all that, it was always, you know, jeans and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. They weren't real, really wearing blouses or whatever. So there wasn't much for a mom to make except Halloween costumes. Yeah, no, for sure. My mom made my, some of my formal dresses mm-hmm. you know, for dances and, but yeah, it was jeans and t-shirts and sweatshirts. And so it was like, yeah, she went. Yeah, I, I made my daughter her graduation dress for eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what she wore for high school, but I mean, I made like my own graduation dress in high, high school. Yeah, but um, yeah, just like not. She just didn't really want a lot, so I could make blankets and quilts and yeah, few things you throw around on the couch and they get used. But it's a lot more fun sewing flat stuff and not trying to fit it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I always tell my mom, I'm like, I don't think I can sew garments because the curves and just like having to fit it to a body. I'm like, I don't even want to mess with that. <laughs> well, and it it's awful that, um, you know, spend a lot of time to make an outfit or make something you really like and then not be able to fit into it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I want to, I want to back up because you said you have like a ton of de- degrees. So can you go back over the, the degrees you have? Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I have an AA in home economics and an AA in fashion merchandising from Fullerton College in California. I have a bachelor's of science in home economics with an emphasis in fashion merchandising from Cal Poly Pomona. Okay. I have a nursing diploma from Baptist Memorial Hospital School of Nursing in Memphis, Tennessee. I have a bachelor's of science in nursing from Union University in Jackson, Tennessee. And then I, after that, I have my school nurse credential um, from Cal State San Bernardino, and I have a master's in nursing from University of Phoenix. Oh my word! And then I then I quit going to school. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. I think that's enough. Like, that's <laughs> enough. So did you did like home ec and your uh, uh, fashion merchandising? You did that before? Yeah, I did that right out of call, right out of high school. Okay. And did you? What did you do with that? Did you? I, well, I 
went into when Robinson's used to be a company before it went to be Robinson's May Company. Robinson's was a standalone. Okay. And um, I went into their executive training program and I worked as an assistant to the assistant buyer in the Liz Claiborne department in oh. downtown Los Angeles. And then um, went to a store and managed like half of a floor the way it was laid out because I had accessories and fashion merch or fashion jewelry. Mm. So it was like, you know, like the Monet and that kind of stuff, not the, yeah, not the, not the gold and diamonds. Right. <laughs> I was like the fashion jewelry <laughs> yeah. counters. I had that and then accessories like scarves, hats, watches, gloves, all that kind of stuff, hose, whatever. Okay. And I did that for a while. And then I left there and I managed a Gina Cole store for about three or four months. And that was enough for me. I couldn't live there. <laughs> yeah. And then I was hired as a um, assistant buyer in lingerie, which we had the sleepwear that side um, for um, for Harris's. Okay. It was a department. It was like five department stores in California. They were owned by El Corte Inglés, which at the time was the largest retailer in Spain. Oh. So our highest management were from Spain. Wow. It was interesting. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. And then I left there and moved to Tennessee to get married. Mm -hmm. And my grandparents were out there. My cousins were out there, but my family was all still in California. Okay. And um, there was like nothing in my field. There was, there was no fashion in Memphis at that time. <laughs> and so I looked into opening a craft store, um, like, you know, with, yarn arts and cross stitch and mm -hmm. quilting and all that and I I really wanted to do that but it just got to be I didn't have enough connection with enough artisans to be able to fill a store yeah. and the time it would take to make those connections I don't think I could have stayed in business for yeah so I chose I chose against that and after spending three weeks in the hospital I decided hey I want to be a nurse <laughs> you're like I have an idea <laughs> Like, oh wow. nurses everywhere so yeah so yeah. I went to nursing school out there wow that's that's quite the journey <laughs> to go from fashion to nursing <laughs> yeah and then I'm and I always sewed so you know that's like now that I'm retired it's kind of I have something I've always done so I'm start you know not really starting at a lower skill level and having to learn mm -hmm. everything I still have a ton of stuff to learn yeah. I started paper piecing a block. Yes, I went crumb. I need a new class in paper piecing. That backwards thinking, I was like, this hurts. Oh, me. I know. <laughs> yeah. I've done two, two like large wall hanging Christmas trees about six feet tall. And oh, wow. I've done, I did something else that was paper piecing. I was having so much fun, but it's been so, I mean, it's been over a year. So mm -hmm. I sat down to do it and it was like, what? I'm holding stuff up to the window for the light. It's just like, oh. Like, I had to get new batteries for my light table because I was totally going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I know. I, that's like the cool thing about quilting though, I think is there's, there's so many different skills and techniques you can learn that you yeah. can stay basic of just sewing straight lines, or you can take it as crazy as like, you know, foundation, foundation paper piecing or English paper piecing to like build something and the applique and hand applique and oh yeah it's yeah. it's almost like quilting is too small of a word because it's such a huge umbrella there's so right. many things that fall under it right and and even still like you know I tell people oh yeah I have a quilting business and they're like quilting I'm like let me show you and I show them pictures and they're like oh I was thinking like brown granny fabric and like you know old country I'm like I mean there still is that and I think there's beauty in that but there's still there's now so much more out there well and it's almost like the brown granny fabrics coming back because look at all the re reproduction fabrics that are out there I mean I know. I know I've been collecting civil war prints for four years five years now oh wow going to make my husband a civil war quilt that I haven't done yet <laughs> you're like I'll get to it it's fine it's in line it's in line <laughs> they're all like little children standing in line waiting to yeah. go into class I have so many projects like I always do yeah I've always got five or six in a row everyone right. everything I'm working on wow that's crazy no. I I'm like a one project at a time I have like a lot of things I want to do and I'll start collecting fabrics and stuff for them. But like, 
I just work on one at a time because I get super overwhelmed otherwise, but I have to keep talking myself down because I've got one on the long arm right now. I'm working on the Easter egg paper piecing block for the um, block of the month. Oh yeah. I have a block of the month for Halloween that's applique that I, I just got the email yesterday. We've sent out your next block. Oh, good. <laughs> I have a block of the month from last year. I just finished and took off my machine. Yeah, I have. I Oh, I've got everything. My rocking chair in my sewing room is piled with all the stuff for um, the Farm Girl 2 quilt. Mm. And I've been gathering the bits and the books there. And I yeah. think I've got everything I need. I'm pretty much ready to go on that one. And then I have the Civil War one. I keep forgetting because it's out of sight, out of mind because I'm keeping oh the God. fabric like in a box so it doesn't get sun bleached or anything yeah oh my gosh so, yeah oh there's a line they're all over the place That's fun, oh and you're talking about cross stitch and all that i've got a cross stitch christmas stocking i started about five years ago that's <laughs> in, in my side table by my couch in yeah. my living room so if i ever get the whim and i want to cross stitch again i've got that i've got a crocheted scarf because i can make rectangles but i've don't do I've done sweaters and it's for some reason huge and it keeps getting bigger <laughs> you're like I don't know <laughs> I don't know why it's growing but I'm not shrinking so I don't know what what's up with that so I don't do that very often but I can make a scarf yeah so I have one of those sitting on top of the end table I've got those diamond dots in the um coffee table <laughs> there's stuff to do everywhere and not enough hours to do it Right. I like wonder why I ever wanted to free motion because I, I draw like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I never advanced from that stick figure. <laughs> yeah. A tree, a typical house, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden I want to like draw with thread with a big machine. Wow. So I'm trying to make myself, you know, really work at it and keep practicing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm liking what I'm coming up with or what's coming out at the end but I will get halfway through a quilt and go, oh God, I hate this. Oh, no. And just keep pushing and then be really happy with the results. Okay. But it's kind of scary when you're in the middle that I just ruined this whole thing. Yeah. In their mind, so it's not a customer. I'm not ruining it for a customer, thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's just like I start doubting myself halfway through. Mm. Yeah. That, and I keep telling good. myself, once you finish and you throw it on a bed or throw on the back of the couch or whatever, no one's ever going to look that closely. It's an overall effect. Right. It's like, once you step back and see the whole thing, it's like, okay, that's beautiful. And nobody's going to go a nitpick like, oh, you didn't right. quite make that swirl the same size as that swirl, or you didn't quite exactly. get that. Close. Like nobody, you know, you wiggled on this little half circle over here. Yeah. yeah whatever. Like, what did you sneeze? <laughs> cord caught that's happened to me yeah you're like what is happening <laughs> yeah. yeah well that quote that's behind you uh you brought that to the guild uh show and tell and I got halfway through and I hated my border I hated really? what I was doing oh yeah oh it's so pretty I was staring at the backside because it's just it turned out so great thank you yeah I love it. That was that was one of those that I didn't, I mean, it was a class. So I went in going, oh, you know, I really like that hummingbird panel. And you have to buy seven panels. And oh. it was at yeah, Stitch and Snip in um, Garden Valley. Okay. Um, crouch area. Mm -hmm. And so I just like, you know, she had a bunch of them where she had cut all those panels. So they're like in a kit. So you get all seven panels. Yeah. And it was like, well, I really like the hummingbird. I'll just do that. So I had nothing in my mind of how it's going to really turn out until I started making the hexagons and laying it out. And then it was like, oh, I want to do this and do this. So it wasn't really improv because I was working with a pattern, but the layout was more improv. Okay. Yeah, it's super cool. And I, I didn't realize it was a kit. I mean, you explained it, but then I saw another one. I think I was at um, the Quilt Crossing I think they have one hanging up. Someone told me that they did one like it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's the same quilt. And I was like, I wonder if she's hanging up her quilt here. But but yeah. It's not. I think someone else did one. Yeah. It, but um, I've also seen them where they just took like a black, a black background printed fabric and a white background printed fabric and they matched up their prints oh. to make the hexagons look 
the same and they did it looks like a snail trail um also i've seen it in on pinterest i think it was it was like laid out on the ground she was laying it out and it's like you can do it with anything as long as it has almost a bold enough print that can make different designs yeah that's cool yeah that's something that i'm like that's that's in the to-do list (laughs) right (laughs) like "Hmm, what else how can i how can i accomplish this i have pictures all over my phone it's like my daughter's looking at like you wear pictures of me and it's like Oh, you're in there, but these are all my quilting ideas. <laughs> Something is like, oh, just pictures. Mm-hmm. And I don't get them all moved out quick enough. So it's all, they're all looking at my regular galleries just full of quilt pictures that aren't even my quilts. They're just ideas. So you are our new guild president. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had, I joined the guild, I think late 2018. So I'd only been kind of part of any of it for about a year. And then things I joined about the same time. What made you want to do it? What made you want to to be the president? It's one of those things I stood still too long. Or you know how like when all your friends, you know, they say volunteer step forward and all your friends step back. I think that's what happened. (laughs) Um, uh, Terry Curry and Bernie came over because I won the most UFOs. Okay. <laughs> Remember when they did that? And I was yeah. sending pictures of your what you've done during COVID. Yeah. And so they came over and I won an AccuQuilt, like the little, the small one. Mm-hmm. And Terry, I think, shared some of her dyes and there were some new ones. And they were talking to me. And Terry's like, How would you like to be the next president? I'm like, Why? <laughs> she was well, it's like, you know, we have to have officers or we can't keep going. Right. And with COVID, so many people got out of touch. You know, we didn't really do um, like membership renewal. So it was hard to know who was still involved unless they responded to something. Right. Um, you know, the Facebook or whatever, Face the Facebook has really taken off recently. Mm-hmm. But unless you're hearing from them, we didn't, no one knew if they were still involved, still in the area you know, still interested. So I was there and I think I stood still too long. <laughs> but Terry's like, oh, I'll help you. I'll show you what to do. I was like, okay. I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but it wasn't, wasn't my plan. Okay. I you really like speaking it. <laughs> oh, I can do this. It's a popularity contest. I can win it. No, it wasn't anything okay. like that. It was like, well, you know, the board can elect you. Terry's like, I've done this for long enough. Someone has to take my place. Mm-hmm. We have to have officers or we can't go on. Yeah. I, was like, I didn't, I didn't want to see it go away because no one was willing or we yeah. just didn't know who was out there who was willing. Right. So it's only a one year term. And I figure maybe I'll figure out what I'm doing by the last month. <laughs> yeah. I did decide last, the last meeting was my second meeting. Mm-hmm. And I decided it was much more fun when I could just come and sit down and watch what other people did. You're not having to make sure everything's happening. <laughs> now, I, now I feel like, um, yeah, I think my biggest job really is writing the um, the outline of what the meeting's going to be. Yeah. And then just getting out, you know, announcing things and getting out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah. yeah. Well, so it's a one-year term and mm-hmm. like, and I, I haven't read it thoroughly I mean, that's how good of a board member I am, but um, I did read it all at one point, but that doesn't mean I remembered it. Yeah. Um, So like, are you able to keep your position for longer than a year if you get, if you like want to be reelected or is it that you have to move along? I, I, I don't think there's a term limit kind of thing. But um, we had Wendy Fisher stepped up to be vice president. So she is going to be the next president. She will learn what we're doing now and then she'll move into that spot. Okay. I know. And it's like, you really just have to start connecting with people again, because being so far away, you know, some people do Zoom, some people don't. Some people like me half the time don't remember when I was supposed to do Zoom. Right. I'm um, I'm a faith community nurse with my church. It's a volunteer mm-hmm. position, but we're affiliated with St. Alphonsus. Okay. And we have a nurse meeting once a month. And I say I'm probably getting about 25% of them because I forget that, oh, yeah, it's the first Tuesday. Quick, turn on the computer. But yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's 
I think it's easier, honestly, to get dressed and go somewhere as much as I didn't think that in the beginning of the pandemic, but it really keeps you more on schedule if you just get dressed and go to your meetings and you get to see people face to face. The side chatter that at meetings that is annoying when you're up front and trying to make sure you have everyone's um, attention for stuff, but that side chatter is so important and you can't lean Mm -hmm. over and zoom to the box next to you like the Brady Bunch and talk to someone. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, that's where you get that. Oh, well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I could do that. Oh, well, let's do it together. You don't get that in Zoom meetings. Right. Right. Yeah. It felt kind of disconnecting. Like I would join, I joined probably half of the Zoom, you know, membership meetings that we had to see what was going on. But sometimes I would just like have it on my phone and I would be doing something else. And I, it would be over and I would, wouldn't have like noticed for yeah. a while. And I'd be like, Oh, Oh, the meeting's over. Cause I just kind of zoned out doing whatever I was doing. And yeah, mm-hmm. being there in person, sitting with the people, getting to say hello. And, and yeah, those conversations I think are important. And I think as a kind of reach and say, probably the youngest member, like <laughs> that's another kind of thing of me going up to people and being like, hello, I would like to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> feeling kind of out of place, but I also think I joined because I think there's such a huge place for millennial quilters like me to totally. be the generation to carry the guild on. Cause I mean, it's been around since 83. So I would hate to see well, it. Go and also, it's also a great resource to learn new techniques. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can do so much with YouTube, but it's really nice to have someone like at the, um, schoolhouse classes to look over your shoulder and go yeah that's right or oh here do this and you can see what their hands do yeah yeah, yeah that's and, valuable. And the, the programs to get to see the different you know what whether it's mm-hmm. like is it seven sisters the one that does the little squares and they have like almost a, um almost like a pellin back backing fabric that has little squares on it and you like glue them all, glue the fabrics on the little squares and then sew on the lines and it's per or fold on the lines and sew. They yeah. even showed that at one of the um, meetings that I had just bought like all the stuff at Road to California that year. So I yeah. knew who she was and knew what she was talking about. But stuff like that, I mean, you don't, yeah. especially during the pandemic and now quilt shows are just getting up and going again. Not all vendors have the staff to be out to them. Right. Or, you know, know if they want to be out in the middle of it just yet. And there's just it's just such a nice way to get to see new things that are out there new designs you know what the mm-hmm. same what different people do with the same pattern even in their color choices and stuff is yeah. inspiring yeah well like in January's meeting um showing the different those different so-alongs mm-hmm. um, and just yeah the the choices of fabric completely changed those quilts even though they were the same pattern they were following mm-hmm. the same quilt along but they turned out drastically different. And I was just, I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was just staring at the wall. Leave this. <laughs> I was in the front row going, oh, wait a minute, there's a triangle. There's the same triangle. Oh, they really are the same pattern. Because wow. it looks so different. It really is amazing. And and it's just fun uh, to see it close and in person and talk to the people who made it. And yeah, I um I belong to the quilting group at my church too. And we were kind of doing show and tell um the other day and someone did a quilt with purples and lavenders and they sashed it with brown it was stunning and never would I have thought to add those colors together no so just just getting to see stuff that's like out of what you would choose is Mm -hmm. fascinating I love it I love getting to see what other people create yeah and then learning how to do different techniques yeah I haven't been able to take any of the classes yet but I really want to because there are so many cool things that I still don't know how to do and that I want to learn, but I think also I get really nervous. <laughs> like I don't want to be bad at this or, you know, I want to say the classes are not anything that you should be nervous about. Everyone helps each other. They, it's funny. People were laughing and talking and visiting and there's no, no pressure on anyone. We all come from different learning levels. Yeah. So you should do it. Tomorrow is the hand applique, which oh you see so many quilts now with like applique on the border and stuff. And it's like, I, I really need to up my game there because I'll do the raw edge with the zigzag. Mm. And I've done a few quilts like that, but yeah. just the, the needle turn is just so 
perfect and pretty and so mm. yeah that's something, to learn. that's something I, I need to learn techniques I can kind of figure stuff out for myself but it's not always actually the right technique right I'm like I think this is how you do this but yeah. I guess you know I don't know and then yeah, you learn little bits and go, oh, oh, that will actually make my life so much easier. Like the way I was, when I was hand binding, I was doing it so crazy. And then my mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm binding this quilt. She's like, why are you doing it like that? And I was like, I don't know. Cause I just like, that's how I thought you did it. She was like, no, just do it like this. And then she showed me, you know, how to do the invisible stitch better. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no wonder it was eight hours versus three hours. I started out buying the binding at Joanne's, you know, the mm -hmm. double fold or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, I have, I have a, I've got a really pretty um, log cabin Christmas mm -hmm. quilt I made. Oh yeah. It has red, white Joanne's binding on it. <laughs> I didn't know any better. And it wasn't until I, I was in a quilt shop one time and I guess they do binding for hire at this shop and she was oh. binding a quilt and I, I'm watching and she gave me a whole, you know, 10 minute lesson on, you know, this is the stitch to use. Make sure your stitches are no further apart than this. Mm -hmm. I always cut my binding at two and a quarter, not two and a half. Mm. So it like, it tucks tighter and it's a little bit wow. of smaller binding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she goes, anytime you want to, if you can put it in a show, it needs to be like this. And just, just about that fast. It's like, cool. You just changed my world. Right. It's so crazy how like, yeah, 10 minutes of somebody explaining something can Mm -hmm. broaden your horizons <laughs> yeah well and so many people will um machine quilt and I understand with like kids kids quilts and stuff like that that are going to be washed a lot and all that's an excellent way to do it yeah I break a, I break a needle on every corner I have no idea why wow I, I, I've done one that I did not break a needle on just recently I don't know how I did it I think it was probably for my cat <laughs> I don't need to sit there and hand bind the cat's blanket, but no. yeah. I love machine binding sometimes. I mean, for myself, mostly just because I don't like to just sit and do the same repetitive motion. And I think that's why quilting is fun because even though you're sewing, it's like you're making different blocks, you're putting different pieces uh -huh. together, you're mixing and matching, you know, your the different parts of it. And so it's changing all the time. But and I I mean, I'll do it. We do it for client quilts all the time. And um and I, I can do it, but yeah, I love machine binding and I love using like contrasting thread and just making it kind of make, giving it that extra pop. But yeah, like I, there's such an art in hand binding. And I also want to learn big stitch binding. Well, and machine binding for me, I have such a hard time getting my underside lined up with my top fold yeah. and sewing it so it doesn't look like, oh, look, it's on the, on the binding. Oh, it's off the binding. Oh, it's on the binding again. Yeah. I forget. I'll just do it by hand. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. and that, actually, that is, just sit down and watch a TV show or something. Yeah. Right. It's like the only time I watch any TV. <laughs> yeah. But wow, well, that's cool. I, I drag my quilts down to the living room and watch TV and bind them there. I just love seeing what other people do and like learning from other people. Cause I think everybody does their own thing like a little differently. And so, mm -hmm. but I also think I love that, that there's no like right or wrong way to do things. Mm -hmm. Like there might be a more efficient way or yeah, you know, a, way. a neater way or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not wrong as long right. as it's coming together, you know, it's, I mean, I definitely wouldn't cut patterns with like, you know, shears. I use a rotary cutter because you're going <laughs> to. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I have a quilt, oh, there it is, um, that I made when my daughter was little and cut it out with scissors. And my grandmother taught me how to hand quilt. And I look at it now and it's like, wow, that's simple compared to, you know, what people are doing now. Yeah. But boy, I thought that was a big deal back then. Yeah, it is a big deal. If that's like something that you made it, by your own hand, you cut it out by hand, you sewed it by hand, you quilted it by hand, like that's, that yeah, is a big deal. I'm certain it's got store-bought binding on it. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes you have to cut those corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I have I have a ladder right here with like a bunch of quilts on it. And there's one my grandmother and great-grandmother made and one my great-grandmother made. 
Mm -hmm. That one I made, it's messier than the, the other two ones that are, you know, 40 years older than they are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So kind of going back to like talking about being guild president and all that, I'm like, oh yeah, we were talking about that. Um, so is there like, are there like certain things that like a president would like try to get done in their term or is it more just like being kind of like the figure I'm, of the guild? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not going in to change anything. My thing is to get things up and running and keep them running. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have an agenda other than to make sure that, you know, the meetings are ready to go. And I, I wanted us to start meeting in person and I'm glad everything is going that way now. Yeah. with you know the virus and all that so it's not I wanted to quit interfering in our lives but yeah. you know the meeting in person was the big deal because you're just not going to get people involved and I want to say that January after we had our first in-person meeting I think we had 12 or something people either join or rejoin mm -hmm. so and we lost a hundred you know, when, when it was time to renew memberships, 100 people didn't renew. And without having meetings, you're out of touch. You don't know if they're sick or mm -hmm. not with us any longer or um, not interested or they have a new job and they can't, you know, they're working evenings or you don't know what's yeah. going on. Right. So, you know, when, when you're around, someone will go, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to make Thursday night meetings, you know, but I'm still going to be a member or I don't want to be a member because I can't participate this year for whatever reason. Right. So that was just, you know, we lost people and didn't know why. Yeah. And then now that we're back together, we're gradually getting our memberships. The people are coming back, which is nice. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, my, my goal is just to keep, to help keep things on track and do what I can to help. Um, I do a whole lot of writing notes for myself of people I need to call or things I need to do because it's almost like I'm from the outside coming in and now I've got a, all these people that have done it for so many years that I have wasn't even here. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to take jobs away from anyone that's willing to do a job, but I don't necessarily know who's doing what job all the time. Right. So, um, you know, just, I'm just trying to pull all the ends together. Terry Curry is just being my guide. I've texted her already today. Yeah. <laughs> I bombarded her with questions last night. Um, yeah, I just, I'm just, you know, writing um, agendas and trying to make sure everything's coming forward. I'm so excited that the quilt show is going to happen again, because I think that is such yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge amount of work and a huge project. Yeah, I was at that meeting last night and mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of legs on that thing. Yeah, I remember, you know, just hearing about it and it was happening, um, you know, that first, that first year I joined, uh, it was about to happen, but my boys were still mountain biking. And so we were away at a mountain bike race that weekend. So I couldn't go. Um, and then we didn't have one for two years. And I was like, well, I guess I'll see one eventually. But yeah, I think, I think that's another thing. Ha being able to do those community events again is going to be so huge because. Well, and also, you know, to be able to showcase quilts and give people inspiration and, you know, maybe get members when they realize, you know, what a big deal it, it can be yeah. that, you know, they want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I, I know the. That last one in 2019 was the only one I got to go to. We helped, my husband and I helped set it up. And I remember walking around looking at the judging and I had never, other than back in, in a fair in Tennessee, had I ever entered anything for judging. And back then it was like a wedding dress, you know, mm -hmm. a bunch of some cross stitch, just things I've been doing in some kids' quilts. And I, I, I did well with the wedding dress, nothing else really. But, um, you know, one of the judges came up and goes, you know, oh, well, come back to the table. I'll get you the rules and you can see what, you know, what's required and, oh, you can do this. And she was yeah. just so encouraging and, you know, and just not, just kind of clarifying what, you know, what you need and giving it to me in writing so I can see the categories and what the rules were for each category to yeah. know what's expected. And that's, you know, that's everything if you're going to actually enter something. Even if you don't want to enter for judging, there's an area that you can enter for ex or for display also. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't even have to compete. You can just show what you've done, something you're proud of yeah. or a bunch you're proud of. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, I'm, I'm excited. 
to see it happen and to actually get to go and participate because I haven't been able to win. Yeah. And if I also think it's nice for, um, you know, say if you're new to the area and this, this happens to be your pastime, but you don't know you fit in with a group of people, right. You know, to be able to go and see, oh, the group is this big. This is something they do. Look at all these other things they do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think it will probably get us new members. I can't imagine people being in a quilt show if they aren't members and not wanting to be a part of it if they live in the area. Yeah, that would be super cool. And, you know, as part of the membership side of things, I'm like, yeah, come on, come join our guild. Like, let's do this. It's really fun, I promise. Like, yeah, just the more the more people with different ideas and different experiences, mm-hmm. you know, more they have to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like really why I jumped into doing the new member socials is like, I get to meet everybody that was new, just like me and encourage them and tell them it's going to be great. Like, you're going to love it here. You'll, you'll see my face and you'll know me. So you can at least come find me. Like, did you go to a, a new member social when you started? Yeah, we did. Um, I really don't remember. It was such a whirlwind and there was a lot of us there. And so I, there are a few faces I see every once in a while. I'm like, oh, there's Barb or there's, you know, so-and-so. And so it was, but it was nice to meet people and be like, okay, we're all new. So if we see each other at meetings, we could go sit together or say hello and not walk into a room full of strangers. And well, I didn't even get to go to my first new member the new member social when I came here. Oh, really? Because I, I think it was one of the days the snow just decided to fall all over. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I am not driving over there in this. Yeah. Just because I wasn't, um, I mean, I I don't I don't ask for problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It depends on how well other people drive mm-hmm. and how well I can drive. And I only had a two-wheel or uh, front-wheel drive car then. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I just don't really want to go go chance in anything yeah so I didn't end up not going oh yeah that's I'm gonna go the, the first one you guys have okay good I'm I'm meeting with Wendy next week so we can set up our new our next one because um I know we have new members that we need to welcome and and I'm just I'm so excited about it and I feel really good about like everybody who's new that has taken a you know a leadership position and it just seems like everybody feels really encouraged about getting back together and, you know, revamping everything and just making sure that we're, we're here for people and that we're available and continuing to inspire our community and have, give them somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you're new, the best thing you can do is, you know, volunteer to do something, mm-hmm. be a part of one of the groups mm-hmm. and not just offering to do kids quilts or whatever at home and bring them back that's great and we need that but be a part of something you have to be with people for Mm -hmm. and it's going to make you have your own at least your own group or a group of people you know you can meet other people through those people I mean it it brings you into the group Mm -hmm. rather than just feeling like an outsider yeah and it's fun to meet people that are interested in the same thing you're interested in yes and it's like, like I can talk about this with someone else besides blabbing my husband's ear off about quilting. He's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> does, does your husband like, can he go into a store and totally wreck all that? Or we'll go to a quilt show or something like, oh, yeah, that was hand quilted. Oh, that was machine quilted. Oh, yeah. And the other husbands are going, what is wrong? Yeah, he just doesn't even go so, with me. Like, I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, my, um, my husband went to road to California with me one year. Mm-hmm. I told him he was my Sherpa. And I, I offered to get him the husband Sherpa shirt, but he didn't want it. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he'll, he'll go, he'll go and, and mm. just look at things. Lots of colors, you know, what people are doing. And there's always like, why don't you learn how to do that? Okay, I will. I'm working on it. Like I have so many other things I need to do first. I have so much to learn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just show him all my purchases and I'm like, look what I'm going to make. He's like, okay, can't wait to see it done. But no, I, I don't, I don't, I usually show it when it's finished. Yeah. I don't show it when it sneaks into the house. <laughs> the great thing is I'm so busy, like making other people's quilts that I don't really wow. have to to buy fabric for myself so anything 
I kind of get the shopping bug out of my system because I'm out shopping for fabric for other people most of the time. And right. so, right. so I can do the fabric well, shopping without impacting my own bank account. <laughs> and I was going to say, I don't, I don't sneak a lot in. It was like when I did the block of the month last year, mm -hmm. he bought me the fabric pack for a Christmas oh. present. And oh, then yeah. when, with the um, farm girl, when I'm getting ready to start, it was at, I want to say the, re the rustic barn last year. Mm -hmm. um they have like that whole collection of fabric so he's like oh yeah just get it so you have it we're here yeah. so he usually knows pretty much what comes in. <laughs> yeah yeah that's and that's nice like I think he supports he 100 supports me it's just not his thing you know so I'm like it's like when he tries oh, to tell me trying to get him to learn how to sew and no interest whatsoever yeah. both no. of my brothers sew really it was yeah but it was because um my youngest brother designed a car, um, a kit, a kit car. Mm -hmm. It's a whole, that's a whole nother <laughs> world of its own. But yeah. um, he designed, a, it was a Porsche Spider on a uncut down Volkswagen bug chassis. Oh. Still get, you can still get the kit. He's got someone that manufactures for him. Wow. And, and but he started out doing, I'm going to say it was a, it was a Lamborghini. And um, he had to do the seats. Oh, so, I mean, he laid all the fiberglass and did all that, but he had to do the seeds. Mom's well, like, fine, learn stuff. Wow, I'll help you, and I'll show you how. But I'm not making your seat covers or your seats for your car. Yeah. So he learned to sew there. My other brother, I think, always learned to sew. When I was, um, I was a Girl Scout when I was little, and you know how you get your badges. Mm -hmm. And my best friend's mom would sew all her badges on her sash on the yeah. sewing machine they always looks so nice my mom's like nope here's a needle here's the thread sew your own on oh like, come on mom like third grade i wasn't that dexterous to be able to like manage the perfect circle on the sewing machine yet right <laughs> but oh. yeah we all had to learn to sew just wow he wasn't doing it for us yeah yeah my mom would try to teach me how to sew when i was younger and I was just like, I can't do it. Like the machine freaked me out. I could, she, you know, I could handle cross stitching because you were just needle and thread. I could do some hand sewing. She taught me how to do like a button or repair like a tiny, you know, hole or something. But when it came to sewing on the sewing machine, I was like, I'm out. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I started, I don't even know, God, five or six. Remember the cards with the shoestrings that you sewed in and out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I started with that when I was really little. And then moved on to um, sewing doll clothes oh, wow. by hand. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I guess gradually, you know, things like pillowcase pillowcases or you know pillow covers and stuff like that yeah. on the sewing machine. And my um, well, between my junior and senior year of high school, or high school, or maybe it was sophomore junior, I took on the the job of making knife pleated skirts for my chair team for camp oh my gosh yeah oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the whole time my mom's going okay <laughs> and oh and by the way it was light blue on top and white inside the pleat and i don't think i knew what chain sewing was then oh yeah <laughs> i'm in handy yeah oh my gosh yeah chain teasing saves my life yeah because yeah so, yeah so much time I wow. know. And I think, I don't know if I was really as good as my confidence said I was. You're like, it's, I got this. <laughs> None of them fell apart. So I mean, but we wore them all year. Yeah. That speaks, your work speaks for itself then. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Wow. Now, if you think of, you know, a kid going, oh, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. No, you won't. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I did the, Chilling stuff. Those had like got by, got seen by all. I ended up. It was my. Um, it must have been like sophomore going to junior. I made my cheer our cheer costumes like with a little vest with little little white puckery pockets and a little A line skirt with the puckery pockets that matched. Yeah. And then the next year I made the pleated skirt like a crazy person. <laughs> um, my junior year at prom, I made my prom dress. Oh wow from an idea I had yeah and then same thing with my um my prom dress for my senior year of high school I made that too in college I did a beaded evening gown for a fraternity formal 
Wow. Everywhere I went, I was sewing on bugle beads because it was striped, red and purple striped bugle beads on the whole long oh. gown. And I remember doing it, going up to the mountains to go skiing too. And it was like, I almost had to make them pull over. <laughs> Don't look down and sew while you're driving mountain roads, while someone's driving mountain roads. Doesn't <laughs> work. I can't even look at so it. <laughs> But it was like, I don't know what it was like, a February, March, when I had a deadline on that dress. Yeah. And there was no backup. It had to be done. Oh, my gosh. So you, like, I mean, you've always been making. You've always been a creator. That's awesome. Fighting off gigantic chunks that yeah. require, like, that deadline rush. Yeah. So, I mean, being guild president isn't too far off your track of... <laughs> Taking on big project. <laughs> now I'm just spending time making outlines. Yeah. Agendas. Right. <laughs> oh my you know, God. I really want to go sew. I don't want to write another agenda. But no, yeah. it's only a year. And and I'll just be the, the in-between that gets us all going. Yeah. While we're coming back into getting together and doing everything. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you were willing to do it because... I was going to be really sad if it fell apart. <laughs> and well, just I watch I'm... out. Just watch out because I've got you spied for the next vice president. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how you can bring new member coffees go. <laughs> I'm like, that's Jennifer. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do we don't talk anymore? <laughs> You're so distant. <laughs> nice to see you. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm. I'm, I'm just really, I'm really hopeful that, you know, we'll get some, a lot of great new members and be able to, I mean, I really want to encourage people, younger people to join so that we have a, our next generation of, of guild members and the programs are so good and the show and tells are so good. And I think, yeah, getting back in person, I think we can, we really can encourage more, more membership and more people coming and, and getting to know each other and I'm not even like big on starting new programs or, I mean, I don't have big ideas like that. I, I want to get it up and running what it was. Yeah. Get every, get people back. And, yeah. you know, we do a lot of good and there's, you know, a lot of time and effort is donated, you know, for special projects and quilts for kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the block of the month is fun mm -hmm. and the fat quarter exchange is fun and, yeah. Quilt show is a lot of work, but I think it'll be a lot of fun while it's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I'm not, oh, let's do something else or let's add to it or let's change this. I just want everything up and running again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's, I think that's a great goal to have. You know, we, we had a really weird, bumpy patch. I think, you know, the whole world did. And so I think having something that's back to, feeling normal or feeling like a, a slice of how life was two years ago is, uh -huh. is going to be. Well, and getting back together with people that aren't in your immediate circle. Yeah. Yeah. Having that kind of, Oh, you're, you're a breath of fresh air. Cause you're someone new and different. And, mm -hmm. and maybe we've seen each other before or had conversations before, but now you get to go back into that kind of feeling of like, Oh, we're all here together. And, around this rally around this one thing and right now those little side conversations at meetings and stuff I mean yeah. that's what builds friendships and yeah. you know makes connections and yeah yeah it's so, fun and I'm excited that there's like you know shop hop's gonna happen mm -hmm. and yeah. you know we're starting to do those things where we can actually go over to, to stores in different places and different towns now instead mm -hmm. of, you know, everyone having to stay in their own little area and think yeah. stores are closed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be so nice to to kind of get that that little normalcy back in the quilting community and, and mm -hmm. see that happening again. And, uh, you know, just seeing all, because QuiltCon just happened and... Mm -hmm seeing all people's pictures from that and their excitement about that and I'm like oh. and road to california happened this year and that had been canceled for two years i know i had plane tickets <laughs> yeah oh my gosh but and I, I mean that show takes me four days to go through there's yeah. there's so many things to see and they they exhaust the buildings at the convention center they put those big gigantic tent buildings outside too 
yeah they're full of vendors and books and yeah it's just like so many new techniques and things to see and tricks and tools and oh yeah that's so cool and then yeah and then it's like oh I'm so excited we're our quilt show and it's like yeah it's like all Uh these little things and so well yeah so it makes me really grateful that you were willing to step in and it makes me really grateful for everybody who was also willing to step up and and keep this train running because I think I think it's important in the community to have a place for quilters to go and a place for us to learn and have build another community within our community and mm-hmm. and build those friendships and and learn new things and and so I'm just really I'm just really excited that it's here and I'm really happy to be a part of it and I'm really grateful you were willing to talk to me today and oh, absolutely I feel like we kind of ping-ponged all over the place but I really enjoyed our conversation and I did too and it's fun to just like get to know you a little better and and you too connect on different level and you know I feel I kind of feel awkward sometimes at meetings like I don't really know anybody so I don't want to just like walk up and be like you don't know me but I'm going to tell you my life story and <laughs> do it do it yeah yeah sure everyone else feels that way too if they're not walking up to people they want to right it's like oh should I go say hi should I I don't know what I'm doing but yeah we'll see I think I'm feeling a lot more encouraged about it now and, and it's nice because you're running the new member social so you're getting to know all the new members mm-hmm. a little bit but it, it, it's a connection it's a starting place you recognize a face and yeah so I figure yeah. if I can be that person for them then maybe that will uh-huh. help be more willing to branch out in mm-hmm. in what I do as well so well yeah yeah yeah. And I want it to be like all the members because mm-hmm. I think um, out of necessity, you know, the board stayed close, mm-hmm. but members were kind of on the fringe because we can't get together. We can't meet, but the board, you know, kept it going and got the things done that needed to get done. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't inclusive, but it wasn't inclusive intentionally. It was just, that was what we had to do, I guess, or they had to do. I wasn't really a part of that, Yeah, but that's what they had to do to keep it going through the pandemic so we still had a guild when we came back yeah exactly being around everyone yeah and it wasn't yeah it wasn't like oh nobody else can be a part of this it was just business it was business yeah, and it was just <laughs> yeah business and taking care of things and getting things right and keeping them going mm-hmm. you can't really take a break and not do it because then you're violating what our policies and procedures are right you know so you have to keep moving forward right and, you know, and I, the, um, you know, $35 a year for a membership is not a lot. And, and what you get from that with the monthly programs and $15 schoolhouse, where else can you take a class and learn a technique for $15? Nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a lot you get for your membership, mm-hmm. but the meeting and being together was the, one of the biggest things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like, that's what makes it worth it for people. That connection is everything. So really important. I'm really glad it's back. I'm really glad we're doing this. And, and yeah, I just, I feel like so hopeful right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I feel silly, but, but I'm excited. No, no, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad things are starting to you know, be more open and, you know, more like we're used to like, oh, I've got a meeting, got to go, bye. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, got a meeting. I'm going to go sit in the other room on the computer. It's not the same. No, it's really not. I love, you know, getting to the meeting and signing in and seeing, say hello and, you know, what, getting excited about seeing the program or seeing what quilts we're going to, are going to be shared and, uh-huh. you know, coming home after, because it goes, you know, 8 30 you know 8 8 30 into the evening and which is fine because it's once a month but it's kind of fun coming afterwards because then I'm like I feel so much more excited to to keep quilting and keep making projects and Mm -hmm. so I think it's or new ideas to put in line (laughs) yeah you're the back of the line but you're coming I'm gonna get to you (laughs) sometimes yeah yeah so yeah I'm I'm happy for it I'm glad and I'm glad I've gotten more involved. Yeah. And was able to help, was in a position where I was able to help. Yeah, that was that was really cool of you. <laughs> I think it's I didn't move fast enough. <laughs> yeah, you didn't run. <laughs> yeah, you 
When you see Terry, you know you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, good idea, Terry. Gotta go. <laughs> love <you>. Bye. <laughs> no, I love, she was great. And, and I appreciate, she's so helpful and, and she's helped me with a lot of stuff too. And, she, and she is, she's well, really I'm so glad she hung on and stayed in there. Yeah. You know, when we couldn't get together and we couldn't elect and you couldn't recruit new people or yeah. whatever. And, and she kept it going. And that's just major. Yeah. I wouldn't be in this position if she hadn't kept it going. Right. Yeah. She you know, was all the board that was, that was involved and still willing to do their part through it all. And I know some people had to step down for health reasons or, mm-hmm. you know, other family members, health reasons or whatever. And we all have that and you can't predict that, but mm-hmm. oh, I'm just so glad that Terry was willing to keep pushing it through. And yeah, she really did the guild a solid by sticking with it for two years mm-hmm. instead of just for one. Mm-hmm. And just being willing to be that person because a lot of people wouldn't and they wouldn't want to do that. And then a lot of people couldn't do it. And right. it was really amazing of her to do that and, and amazing of you to step in and take her place. And, and yeah, give just, her a break, except I call her and text her all the time. What am I supposed to do? Where do I find this? How do I, what does this work? How does this work? Who's in charge of this? Right. What, what should I do? Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yes, yes, yes. I still have the part of me goes, I don't want to call that person. I don't know, but okay. (laughs) Right. I I have my phone list of people to call. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciated our conversation and. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice to get to know you. You too. (laughs) Awesome. Have a good day. Good day. Bye. Bye.